0: The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble – is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC.
1: There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events. Like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Require a 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customer. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details.
2: New flame, how
3: are you? I'm good. I'm good. Y'all say I got my Willona Woods hair from Good Times. Cause that damn Willona wore more wigs. But what kind of wig you got on? Look at Lauren's wig. <laughs>
2: I'm sparkling today. Yes, Lauren is, is giving of us the very
3: Christmas Christmas. I'm sparkling warming. today, like sparkling cider.
2: Yes,
3: Lauren is tall as a bottle of, pop, a bottle of cider too. <laughs> La- Lauren Lawrence is like five ten. Is it I team? am five yeah. ten. Five ten. Her flat feet, baby. Yep. And you know she used to dance with Debbie Allen. Woo. I did. The lays kick off. My six o'clock is not even <laughs> like four thirty. It's like two o five shit.
2: <laughs> do you remember had to do that in a rehearsal? You'd be like six o'clock.
3: I never. I never did none <laughs> of that. Did. I never did none of that. <laughs> Baby, my, my six o'clock was for a love lounge. <laughs> yeah, my six o'clock was very different.
2: It's okay. We can we can talk about that later. How was your Christmas, Lauren? It was good actually. I cooked. I know you said that you cooked too, but I did too. Um, I cooked some barbecue chicken wings and some regular chicken wings and some mac and cheese and some greens and you mm. know mm-hmm, i cook that was
3: almost a traditional meal
2: yeah
3: i, I didn't make traditional i don't like turkey shit. though i don't like turkey or turkeys exactly we got a turkey is that a, that ain't him Mm-mm. you know i ain't got my glasses on uh-huh. so we're gonna have, nick whenever you nick. come in lauren had to see it because you know Paging my glasses ass can't see it let us know when you hear
2: yeah
3: christmas was uh very quiet Really? Yeah, nobody came over. Just me and the kids and my friend L.B., of course. Mm-hmm. But that's somebody I've been seeing regularly. And mm-hmm. she gets sprayed like everybody else. Everybody gets sprayed with Lysol. I got sprayed this morning you, or this sh- afternoon, Everybody rather. in this studio got sprayed with Lysol. I'm yeah, you. Yeah, we did. I don't know if it works or not, but it's been working for me. And plus, mm-hmm. Christmas was very different this year because... Um, I don't know did, Were you on the naughty or nice list Lauren? I'm
2: always on the nice list That's What do you mean
3: I know it, y'all I'm All always on the nice baby. list She is an educated sister <laughs> But she cuts up y'all <laughs> You Only know she can't up. hang out with me And don't cut up <laughs> That just don't even work I told Santa that nigga could come to my house. I love you, Santa, but nigga, the corona is real. He was going to too many different people's houses Want to stop, honey. I sprayed that nigga, Donner Blitzen. I sprayed the shit out of Rudolph because he kept shining that light in my face like the police and shit. I sprayed the hell out of Rudolph. If Rudolph kept your own house and his nose wasn't shining, the nigga was Lysol. Sound... <laughs> Santa couldn't come to my house because the corona is real and I ain't fucking with Santa. All. I told the nigga, leave them gifts out. They still sitting out there. Really? You gotta give him seventy two hours to just let it marinate. and then you oh, got okay. that spray it, and then you bring it in your and house. Then it's safe. Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's baby. interesting. I love Santa, but nigga, oh, you can't come up in my house. Because <laughs> you got that you going all I don't even like the bitch across the street, honey. I don't know what kind of house she got. You bring a Ronus to my house, nigga, if you don't knock it off. <laughs> Hello Nick. Welcome to Laugh and Learn, everyone. Here's my partner Yay. here, the very handsome Mr.
4: Nick Smith. Hello me I love the Charlie Brown tree in the background. Yeah. Oh, good. And I'm trying to sit back so you're not like, uh, okay, nigga, get out of my face. Why are you rolling up on me like the police? <laughs> how was your How was your Christmas? Well, I'm still celebrating, actually. You know.
2: Me too. Look. Oh, see, see? we came prepared. <laughs> We're festive. That. We came prepared.
4: We, we
3: came with props.
2: Mm-hmm, I must exactly. be
3: Scrooge, nigga. By humble, <laughs> <laughs> not
4: at all. No, you are the gift that keeps giving. Oh, mm. that's what she said. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hello, Lauren. How you doing
3: she today? She identifies as he. Let me be respectful. That's what he said. There you go. There I you go. I just had to clear that up with some of my flamettes because <laughs> they be confused as shit. That's right. But <laughs> you know, this is the he... The she and the
4: we. So you get it all right here. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, Flame, people have an issue with you and um, <clears throat> uh, pronouns and things like that anyway. So, you know, you're going to get it either way. Uh, you know that. Well, let, let, let me tell you what they're going to get back today because I'm feeling groovy, baby.
3: Groovy.
4: <laughs> well, you're going to get it back today. It's a good it's day. It's going to be you an know,
2: interesting show.
4: It is <laughs> Let's indeed. just say Lori, that. It's uh, yes. fl- like Flame teased in the little video I saw before. She was showing that dress that was, uh, <clears throat> I don't think we can wear that to church on Sunday. You can't even go to
3: church on Sunday. Corona got everybody outside of the yard. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Shit. Ain't nobody
3: going to church unless oh you're in my
4: Atlanta. Ain't nobody
3: going to church. You're worshiping God from right here, right? From, from you know, IG Live with, <laughs> Laugh <and laughs> with Flame, Nick, and Lauren.
4: Yeah, I love that. But no, my, my holiday was great. Lauren, how was yours? Because I know your parents and everybody are still here locally. So at least you got a chance to see mom and dad, right?
2: Yeah, no, my holiday was great. You know, we hung out. My brother did a quick drive-by to drop off some gifts, and I gave him his. I cooked. So it was very low-key. We watched some movies, and, you know, I was catching up on my black content on Netflix, and it was good. How was yours?
4: Absolutely. Same thing. You know, I watched... Mm <clears throat> I have to, you know, say we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But Flame is always finding something and saying, "What do you mean you haven't seen this? You better watch yeah. this." And mm-hmm. once again, you sit there. I'm glad that you're by yourself, crying and laughing and all that. So I got a chance to catch up on a couple of things. One of them was something that Flame had recommended that we'll talk about a little bit later. But yes, indeed, yeah. it was a good. Because uh,
3: Lauren thing. watched the same thing. You're not know, ready started. We're going to change the format, so we're going to have to start with that. Because you're not know, ready, open up the door. <laughs> First of all, you didn't ask me what I, how was my Christmas, even though I did get my Christmas present from you thank you very much secondly my christmas was fire i ain't do a damn thing which i wish i was doing right now and what they watched they caught up on their black content on netflix what what did you watch lauren i watched (laughs) i am not your
2: negro what did you watch
4: i am not your negro
2: yeah what Fantastic. did you think, Nick? I'm I'm curious. What are your thoughts?
4: I, I was floored. Uh, Is mm-hmm. you know oh, wow? You know without getting it, just seems like the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know without mm-hmm. sounding like a cliche, but I think that um, what I would have to say, and I'm not, we're just gonna say it. I think that James Baldwin easily was one of the uh, best writers and prolific thinkers. And unfortunately, I just feel as though um. We were a community not ready to receive him in his fullness, that he was uh, he was too much, that we still need our communicators and people who speak for or reflect the community to look, walk, talk a certain way. And he was not having any of that. He was going to be his authentic self. and I think that that unfortunately didn't afford him the opportunity to as have to have the audience that I felt like he deserved.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think for me, the overarching theme that kept coming up was just representation um, and just the lack thereof that we have as you know, black folks in America. Uh, It was just very interesting that they were using different movies to help draw these correlations and parallels together to say, while you may have been enjoying them in Mm -hmm. the moment, this is how racist it really Mm -hmm. was, Mm -hmm. you know. And so this is not something that should have been laughed about or people should have profited off of. This is something that should have been addressed as something serious. So that was my overall uh, takeaway from it. I also just loved how James Baldwin checked people when yeah. they really tried to say, "Oh, we're you know we're yeah. trying to make strides yeah. and we keep apologizing." It's like stop apologizing and actually do something about it. Yeah. So overall, it was really great. Honestly, I always love just watching films like that, and you know thirteenth, uh, and just you know, films that really tell you about your history, the truth behind it, and we kind of talked about that last week of just yeah. when you write history, yeah. write it correctly. We so sure it was, it's always refreshing to you know get films that actually tell you the truth, and you get some more insight to your history.
3: I love James Baldwin. I thought that he was brilliant. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was smarter, and I'm saying this publicly on record that I thought, to collectively, he well he was smarter than Martin Luther King. Malcolm X and and Muhammad Ali, who I adore, all three of these men. Understand, I'm not bashing any of them put together, but again, he was ahead of his time. And he was openly gay and unapologetic about it. Same thing with B.R. Rustin. He was openly Mm -hmm. gay and unapologetic about it, but he had such a place in the movement as far as us with civil rights and everything. But this this goes back to detriment. Uh, It's not them. Sometimes it's us. Ooh. And, mm-hmm. Flame and say, you know, you, you. it's not them. It's sometimes it's us. Yep. I said, hold on, niggas, hold that thought one second. Before I said I wanted to be, people always say, "Flame, you should be an advocate. You should be a speak." I'm not. Because I'm not going to be judged on the content of what I say. I'm going to be judged on what you see. And I'm going to show these titties because they're pretty. <laughs> and I'm going to show these titties. I'm telling you. And pe- black people, I said this, black people will have more of an issue with it than anyone else because that's who we are. I said what I said. James Baldwin could have, and his his what he said, and when you are watching, y'all need to watch Everything that he said back in 1965 is relevant right now in 2020, probably more so now than then. That shows you what a visionary he was. But Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put myself in that position because people are not going to hear me. They're going to see these titties. Oh, I'm going to show them. The the flame,
4: start there because since you opened that door and I know this is going in direction. This is what I love about Laugh and Learn. Why do you, why did you call out the black community? Why do you feel like black people have a harder time with who you are and how you represent than any other group?
3: Because you grew up in a black household, too. As much as you would like there to have to been some else, sometimes somebody else's house, it wasn't. Do you understand that being gay in the black community, and y'all can hand me my ass for this one because I know what I'm saying. Being gay in the black community is worse than being the rapist or the child molester or the serial killer in the family in the black community. Being gay has carries way more sinful weight in black eyes and black households than being a killer or the, one, the uncle that come over and touch on all the kids and shit, yeah. And that's the truth. And if you fight, if you think that I'm you disagree with me, weigh in and give us your opinion. I said what I said because guess what? I don't care what you think.
4: And if you do want to weigh in and give your opinion, this is where I'm going to give the little plug as we move into the show. I want everybody to remember to type in capital letters because Flame is reading and monitoring uh, things that come across the screen. Flame and Lauren have the iPad there. We want you to join the conversation. We want you to comment we want you to share it we want you to subscribe but if you want to sound off into the conversation and join us want you to use those flames type in capital letters find good lighting have your headphones and use the flames so that we know that you're ready to join the conversation before
3: we move forward i want lauren to weigh in on that lauren so you grew up you you uh, do you have any gay people in your family i do do you have any people that go back and forth to jail for other crimes Oh my God! (laughs) Well, well, it was a comparison. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) saying. Oh, that was bad, bad Um, flame. I'm sorry, Lloyd.
2: Well, hmm, I won't totally put my family's business on blast, but um, there was a situation in my family where there was an uncle um, who was a little inappropriate with my aunt, who's my mom's sister. So Um, and
3: so, how did the family measure the the gay one and the that other one?
2: I would say my family, we'll just talk about my mom's side, you know, born and raised in New York and Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. Uh, very progressive. You know, we've got musicians and every artist that you can think of on my mom's side of the family. So very inclusive. You know, it was never anything about, you know, if you were gay, whatever, you know, your sexuality was. I think the only um, issue once that my grandmother took with um, her sister who, you know, was a lesbian, you know, and she passed away from colon cancer a couple of years ago. But one time she said to my mother, you know, everybody's got a little lesbian in them. My grandmother didn't appreciate that; she didn't like that. But other than that, you know, very inclusive. It right. was. It was never an issue. But to your point, Flame, I I hear what you're saying, and mm-hmm. I can I can I can understand that. But I think part of two of uh, kind of what we need to unpack here is you know, some of these norms that we have in the black community of why we don't accept things come from what was ingrained in us when we were slaves. That's my opinion. You know, you guys can differ in in that space. But I just feel like those societal norms that were set on us are the reasons why we have these issues in our communities today.
4: Mm-hmm. And a lot of that how th- I feel. I completely agree, Lauren. And I just to piggyback off of that because I, I, I do want us to say, wow, I was not expecting this conversation at all. But I think it's one of those things too where um for whatever reason, families are more comfortable saying to the girls in the family we've heard this i won't speak for anybody else but go put some clothes on uh, because so and is coming over here and you would think that well uh, why why is it all of a sudden now this girl is put in a space of shame Something's wrong with her body that she can't be. She was just running around here with Aunt Lauren and, 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 and Auntie Karen uh, in her shorts and her little tube top. There was not a problem. But now because somebody in the family is coming over there, everybody kind of knows and they kind of whisper about, but they don't want to say anything. Go put, some, go put on some pants because Uncle so-and-so is coming over here. That, that, that's a problem. Yeah,
2: but let's but let's talk about that though, because where does that origin come from? If we're going to take you back to what I just said, absolutely. Let's think about how we were on plantations as black folks, and we had these white women who were married to our masters, and they were very uh, insecure about black women because these white women were coming in and sleeping with black women. They were cheating on them, right?
4: White men, so exactly
2: white men. So the issue became that oh she's dressed inappropriately, oh she needs to cover up, right? And then that's just how that. You know, narrative transcends through time. That's how I feel.
3: I don't know about that one. We're both of y'all because y'all not parents. Because in my house, when Izzy and my, and my daughter got boobs, one day she came out the bedroom and had boobs. I'm like, girl, when you get those? She said, I got on from you. I said, man, was put on? You grew <laughs> though. Anywho, but she has, my, my son is there and he's 18, he's 17, she's 17. Put some clothes on. I think it's inappropriate to walk around me. It's disrespectful to me as your father and it's disrespectful to your brother because even though you all are related, he's a teenager. I'm not saying that it's some perversion thinking in the house, but you don't know how another person is thinking or you're looking at somebody. I used to have a problem with my mother walking around scandally dressed in the home. I said, would you put some clothes on? She slapped the hell out of me one day. I asked her again, would you put some clothes on? I didn't want to see all of that. But your mother's
4: attractive as- though, Flayn.
3: But does that make a difference? Kidding. It does not make a difference. Oh, I, 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 see, niggas, see, niggas want me to go in on y'all. i do it tonight at Love Lounge. i get your ass to back tonight, nigga. Right now, we on the show. Uh, I just think that as a father of daughters, that it starts with the respect to me. So if I, if I ask you to respect me as your dad, you respect yourself with other men. Is what I'm looking at. And I don't want to see my daughter walk around braless with a boo. I mean, I don't do it. Yeah. You know, and I got boobs. So I'm yeah. a very different looking dad, but I make sure I have all my clothes. I keep on my jogging pants and a T-shirt around my children. Right. You know, I'm not never scared. I don't even know if my children have ever, well, one of them walked in on me, so have, had ever seen me <laughs> naked before. <laughs> but, yeah. So. I mean, that's
2: happened. I've done that, too. I've walked in on my dad naked. It's
3: but happened. as a father as a of a daughter, okay. I want her to respect me because as, as a man. So I figure, like, she'll respect other men because it's kind of respecting yourself. Your daughter, you don't. Know, I know, th- yeah. Would you feel appropriate walking around your dad, you know, even no. when he was a young teen? Yeah. No, I, would, I
2: never would. And I mean, I, I agree with that part of what you're saying. But so I, I mean, I think it's both of those things. I think, you know, black women were hypersexualized at a very young age mm-hmm. and it's carried on. And to your point, you know. You do have to have that dividing line of, okay, I'm still your father. You need to respect me because that's how I am and you know, with my father as well. We definitely have those lines drawn in the sand.
4: Well, yeah. Flame, since you have three teenagers at home, I have to ask, did Santa visit the Parkers? Mm-mm, Santa
3: didn't come in my house. That nigga had the corona. We sprayed that nigga outside on the <laughs> chimney. We already talked about this. You came here <laughs> like Santa couldn't come to my house because that nigga went to too many different people's house with that shit uh-huh so let's move on because i want to talk about something i want to i know we i know this is off because what's the first subject lauren
2: we need to talk about these automated cars yeah we want really to talk cars. about the automated cars
3: i do want to just say uh shout out to the family in ohio i think his name was andre the police they police they just killed the guy in ohio oh, and mm-hmm. shot him and the police, mm-hmm. officer, the police officer was fired but here's my thing is it getting any better honestly since George Floyd, you shoot me, and then you keep telling me to put my hand behind your back. Nigga, you can, I can't move my arm because you didn't shot me in it. Right. The police, we talked about this last week. It's yeah, not, we uh, they don't need to redo the police. Uh, they need to reform okay. it. It needs to be some changes. You cannot keep putting a round peg in a square hole. It I, does I, not
4: work. I do think, though, this particular situation is different. Um, and I say that simply because, one, I want to applaud, you know, I think that, I never want people to think that somehow, uh, you know, we we have something against law enforcement because I I, def- I will speak for me. I don't. But I think that I their either. reform is necessary in this situation. I applaud leadership because they acted swiftly. Not only swiftly. did that officer not have his body camera on like he was supposed to. He violated. Mm-hmm. They acted quickly. There was no, oh, we're going to suspend with pay while we figure out and we investigate. No. He's fired. We will continue to investigate. We made a mistake because this guy was on our on our payroll and he did not act the way he had been trained to do and what the policy was. So I like that swift action. I also like the swift action of the officers who responded this weekend on Christmas morning to that bombing in Nashville, who immediately started knocking on doors and and they looked out for each other and they got people out of harm's way. Um, I just think that there are times when uh, there are many officers who. There are more, I believe, who do the right thing more often than not. And unfortunately, it's those bad apples that keep popping up, uh, making the entire force look bad. (laughs) <laughs> Nicholas cleaning up for that meat. Nigga, you better clean up for that wash your meat statement. You better make it right. The deal is, the, the deal is, I will never <laughs> wash my meat. It's still ridiculous. It's as ridiculous then as it is now. I knew your and ex-girlfriend. She said that your meat stayed quite dude, clean. Dude, I'm just telling you. I, I knew her. I'm, <laughs> hey, I,
5: hey,
3: hey. Anywho, let's go back. Because we were going somewhere else and we didn't get all because yes. You brought up that bombing, baby. I knew that was not no bomber. I knew that was a terrorist. And I knew he wasn't black because they didn't show his picture. Because they didn't have to say the name. If he was black, they'd have showed the picture they ain't need no goddamn name.
2: Well, we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Okay, that's come gonna on, be Lauren. Lauren, so lo- Lauren. He's all over the place. I'm like, we I had, told y'all had I was feeling schedule. groovy.
3: I told y'all before <laughs> the show started that I was feeling groovy. If you don't know what that means, join us at Love Lounge at 630 tonight.
2: <laughs> so we're going to rewind here, and we are officially going to start the show with the first topic, which mm-hmm. is with uh, self-driving automated cars. Um, Nick, I know you and Flame had a discussion about it, and then Flame and I kind of had an offline discussion about it too. How do you feel about this?
4: Well, the deal is I, I was saying to Flame, the reason I brought this up and wanted to introduce this as a topic is because more and more of us are starting to see the electric stations pop up simply because this is also part of Biden's whole commitment to going green and making sure that uh those who buy electric vehicles and self-driving cars, most of the self-driving cars and auto, self-automated vehicles, happen to be electric. And the idea is that that smarter technology will make the roadways safer. That's also the direction many of the shipping uh, uh, trucks and things are headed because unfortunately too many of these drivers are on the road longer than they should be safely in order to pick up and drop off a load in time. That is really just not realistic for them to actually be able to pick up and drop off and make money and get back. So the idea behind all of the testing of late is the automated. Uh, trucks, automated cars, so that people can actually uh, remove the human error from driving a vehicle. So I think it's a great idea.
2: Um, I'm not for it. I, I hear all the reasons why, you know, the reasoning behind this should happen, but I'm sorry, technology fails us so many times within a day, a glitch, a system error, something. And I think that the flip side to that could be we could end up having more accidents. I really do but i would never feel safe to just be in a car relaxing and say oh you can just drive for me because you, you never know you have to have quick reflexes and quick you know fast reaction time and what if you don't and you end up getting hit you know what i mean and then it's like whose whose fault is it that could be something else is it the actual automotive engineering fault of the car or whoever manufactures the car or is it the actual driver it can just it can cause a lot of gray areas that i'm just really not okay with
3: uh, is it my turn? Well, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> wait, wait, Nick. I got one scenario for you. Imagine getting in one of those self-driving cars, and it drives like I drive. Cause Nick is fucking terrified of my driving. Let Let's go and tell the people the truth. Nick sits in the back seat when he rides with me. This is real talk, the truth. He rides in it the- because he's terrified of my. So imagine riding in a-, in a in a car with a with a system that they already programmed that drives like I drive. How many heart attacks have you had in a day fucking
4: with me? Well, I'm going to say I don't think <laughs> that would be a car designed by anyone. Okay. okay? Let's just let's start there. okay? Unless it's Speed Racer. Are you kidding me? I think, you know, you know, I just think that the technology is here and i don't think you unring a bell right i can remember early on when microwaves came out i had older relatives i'm putting no food in no microwave what's what's all that radiation going into my food now we don't even think about it i think that i can remember when people like why would i get into a stranger's car uh, well, that's how Uber works. Wait a minute, you don't know the person you're just going to get in their car? I think that that's just where technology is headed uh, because the idea of moving people, large groups of people safely from one place to another or individuals isn't new and people are looking for cheaper ways to get there. Younger people aren't buying cars at the same rate. I just think that uh, automated Ubers, automated buses, I think that technology is here and is just going to expand, I really do. Nicholas
3: and uh, Nicholas, I'm not for it. I'm telling you right now, I'm not for it because, you know, as a people, we get too complacent, not just as a black people, just as a mm-hmm. people in general. And So I'm going to get this comfortable. I'm going to went through the drive through. I'm sitting here eating my food. And you know what's going to happen after you eat, especially if you ain't got to be driving. You go for the you, itis, the itis kick in and you just nodding. Mm-hmm. And, and this thing have a glitch. You kill yourself. You kill somebody else. I couldn't live with that. You know, I'm I'm alert when I'm riding with people that I'm not comfortable how they drive because I'm never understanding why me and you in the car together, Lauren. So I'm driving mm-hmm. and we have a conversation. And I just got to keep turning and look at you like you can't hear me. I'm looking in the in the straight, this, this hoe can hear me. I ain't got to look at her. She can hear me. And that bothers me when people do that because all it takes is to take your eyes off the yeah. road for a split second and it's over. And I will say
4: that just so people know and they don't slide up in your comments, you are not reading your phone when you're driving. Now, this is true. I just think you drive too to. fast. You're not reading your phone and you are not one of those to turn and look at me. You do keep your eyes on the road. And, and I think what gives me some sense of comfort is that you're comfortable and it's the same way you drive even when the kid's in the car. So when Precious Cargo is sitting there, so when Precious Cargo is in the car, I'm like, well, okay. She loved that baby. I know. I, I,
3: I, <laughs> y'all know who Nicholas said I drive? Like, y'all remember the movie Superstar? And the lady was the soccer mom driver and she was looking back and changing
4: pampers. That's how Nicholas says I drive, y'all. Woo, I'm telling I
5: love you. that movie. <laughs> Those hairpin
4: <laughs> turns at breakneck speed were just like, I was like, whoa, okay. And then one time, Lauren... So fast, and there was such a cut that at one point I put. She's like, "Flame was like, uh, what would you? What brake you using? Because I'm." Yeah, sin- he was using <laughs> brakes oh, from was the passenger like- side.
2: <laughs> that's when you got the the student driver cars. They got the brakes on the passenger side that you can hit. (laughs)
3: Systematic. We would, we would get so used to that. And I just think I'm, I'm with Lauren. I'm not with that because we would take our attention off of what's important. Machines do glitch. People
4: glitch, you know, I guess, I guess the bigger question is you all know the technology is here. We don't live in a vacuum. So what do you plan to do then? Are you just, Oh, I will never get in an automated car or right now. Do you need to learn more? What needs to put you at ease? Because Um. you don't, you're still washing meat. You won't do a vaccine. (laughs) You won't get, like, may we use electricity? What would you all prefer?
2: How about this? How about you let 15 million people drive these automated cars, see how many accidents happen and people die, Laura. then bring me back the report and I'll tell you how I feel.
3: Like. Uh-huh.
2: Let's do that. How about that? Laura's Nick
3: like, was how sh- about <laughs> that? Nick was, sh- Nick was shook about that not washing his meat. I mean, washing the meat. Uh-huh. Like I say, we have the meat.
4: More people <laughs> more people slid up in my... It, let it, it, you would have thought I had called somebody out of their name the way they slid up and mm-hmm. they're talking about me. and the, I was like, whoa! again, black folks, we are
3: systematic people, and when we get used to doing some shit the certain way, just like they said in The Color Purple, remember when they said in the movie in The Color Purple, we hang the sheets up first so that we can hang the socks in the crack. When she was trying to explain the word of systematic to her sister, this is what we do. We systematically do the same shit over and over, and we all believe what most of us believe. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I will change my way of doing some things, but I'm not getting in no car driving, because baby, what if I sneeze and the car think I gave it another (laughs) demand and hit something else? I say, I chew, and the bitch... Think I said stop and we hit the back you of a semi truck and I walk around with one leg and one eye, and they call me ad hop no thank you no ma'am and no thank you I'm good you know what I like oh my, my two legs my two boobs and my two okay what's the next subject uh, well
2: I think I was gonna say I think that's a good segue since we're talking about people possibly dying um, mm. we were talking about just overall loss and death happening in 2020
3: we are gonna bring some people in there, but before because they could get along with it. we are gonna bring you back in we gonna absolutely take you over. We gonna bring in a go play get match. some yeah. folks in there. Ch- change their hair. Back. <laughs> 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 We're going to bring somebody in because we are going to talk about death because everybody perceives or receives death differently. And this in the time of death now is very strange because people are having virtual funerals yeah. or you can't go to the funeral. You can't even be with somebody in time of bereavement because of coronavirus.
2: Or even saying your goodbyes in the hospital. Right, so we want to bring time.
3: somebody in who's going to explain it to us about death and what death is because death is to me i was told as a preacher when we was kid preacher said that uh you we're all here on loan we all have to go back mm-hmm. to that big pawn shop in the sky. and it's yeah. as simple as that sound that i understood that yeah hello hey, Dawn. hello texas star 42 hey so how y'all doing we're doing great you look amazing how was your christmas
5: my christmas was good my daddy barbecued for me and my mama fixed some rice dress and i fixed the coleslaw so i was fat and full all weekend i oh. just ate the last of the barbecue and, and i'm headed back to new hampshire and the words of santa <laughs> ho 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 i like it <laughs> <laughs> don't so
3: we had two subjects we can cover we, you heard us talking because you know i've been i've been all over the place this morning Some. it yeah. must be something in my coca Cola, in my diet coke yeah, it must be. drinking yeah. diet coke make you think crazy <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: okay. Hey Bowie. Lauren, happy holidays. Hi, how are you? Happy holidays to um, you too. Well, thank you like you, my lights, trying to be festive.
5: I see you. Looks <laughs> look so cute. Listen, I wanted to say two things when you were talking about the transgender community, the gay community. You know I have a little cousin that's transgender. Uh-huh. And um um, uh, my first cousin, he's my first cousin's son actually. And he in September when I came home to visit, he was down um depressed because couldn't find a job roommate died to make a long story short, he made an outcry on Facebook about how sad he was and depressed while well, I reached out to him encouraged him. I didn't see transgender. I saw my little cousin mm-hmm. you know the love I have for him you know he texted me the other day about Anita Baker because I turned him on Anita Baker in 84 when he was a little kid you know. And I don't see transgender, I don't care, I love him, you know? And I had to tell that to my mother, I said, when we were talking about somebody that was transgender, I said, Jason is transgender too. You know, well, I can't never remember his name, is Chelsea, but it's, I call him Jason. I said, you love him, we love him, mm-hmm. you know? So it doesn't matter to me, I don't care, because guess what? I don't have a hell, or a heaven or hell to put him in. That so that's... Oh. That's that's just the way it is. And, and we, yeah. we
3: need more people like you doing. And when I was saying yeah. that I wasn't throwing my black community up under the bus, but I part of the black community and that was it. The people just yeah. did not accept the gay. They would accept so many other things. He could have 13 baby mamas and 99 kids running around anything was better than that person being gay so exactly and you know what and like
5: you said they accept the sex offender they accept somebody Uncle Uncle Johnny that been touching kids since they came into this world for the
3: record record, Uncle Johnny brought the best gifts let me just say
5: (laughs) yeah because he had to make up for all the shit he was doing that nasty bastard but anyway I look look forward
3: to seeing Uncle Johnny every Christmas let me just say personally he had one hand on the ham and one hand on my ass
5: i was i was 14 i was i was young (laughs) no i'm just joking that's a
3: joke for y'all to run around okay
5: (laughs) but the second thing when lauren was when y'all were talking about the um the electric cars the new cars and whatnot now i live in southeast texas and we is nothing but refineries between Beaumont, port arthur and houston so we make oil and most of the oil goes for cars so are they trying to are they trying to push out the oil industry? That's a good point.
2: That's a very good point.
5: I mean, you know, we have hurricanes now and the hurricanes are coming so often. they're coming like June first to November thirtieth. So when the lights go out and the poles are down and we need to charge up these cars, how are we gonna do them when we we ain't got no electricity? Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. That's a good point. I'm
3: afraid of them. I don't need no nothing running about machine running. About. I'm just yeah. saying. And honestly, you know, they
2: cute. It makes us, but honestly, it makes us as a society lazy. You know, it's like we oh, stop yeah. doing for it for ourselves. You know, we come so dependent on technology that we can't do for our you know our own selves anymore. So I'm I'm really right. not a fan of it
5: at all. Well, and you know, another thing too, Lauren, to add to that, the the cars we used to have in the 80s and 90s. Your daddy could change the oil, but now they made it so that you can't even get to the oil. You have to take it to the dealership mm-hmm. or somewhere that specializes in changing oils to get your oil changed, you know? That's very so, true. I mean, you know, the Teslas are nice. They're good looking cars, but I'm just not there yet because I come from a refinery town. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. This is our way of living out here. And a lot of people made their way of living, retired, gotten good benefits, good um, income, whatever. And y'all trying to phase out the oil industry because a lot of our oil come from Southeast Texas. Well, we want you
3: to weigh in on death because that's what we're talking about right now, Dawn. So what? Oh, I, I can do the death. I know thing. you. I know you've lost yeah. people or known people who've lost people, and I mean, I'm even not even just talking about this year with the coronavirus because there's been so much death this year. What we had yeah. 315,000 in county yeah. or something yeah. like that. And then I saw Biden earlier today said that he's projecting by the end of January because of the Christmas surge and traveling. When y'all should have set <laughs> y'all asses down that it was going to be another 250,000 dead by the end of January. So we can't go to the funerals. You can't you can't even grieve together, you know. What 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 does death mean yeah. to you, Dawn?
5: You know, now that I've gotten older and understand death and you know, I have my parents and you never prepare, but sometimes you prepare, you know. And the closest person I've had to die to me was my grandparents, you know. I understand it because we're not here forever. You know, we're we're not here. And I hate to sound so cliche as like what the church taught us, but we're really not, you know, because I look at my parents. My parents are 78 and 79. I looked at my, uh, my aunt this weekend, my aunt and uncle, they slowing down on us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they slowing down. So it's coming to it's going to be a time that they're going to leave, even though I'm going to be OK with it. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to miss them. You know, and that's why I made it a point. I know with all the coronavirus and whatnot, I made it a point to come home because I have to see my parents. You know, at this time, this is they all I have. I'm not married. I don't have any children. So this, you know, I have to look out for them and I have to take care of them from New Hampshire. You know, something go wrong. I'm on the phone, you know, and I have other aunts. Everybody's slowing down on me. And I know it's going to be a time that, OK, they, they leave leaving. You know, and you know what? My neighbor, uh, her daughter, just died Christmas Eve. Forty-two mm. years old. She died from Corona. You know, no, she had an infection, not from Corona. Thank God, not from corona, for Corona. But this is the time of the year, y'all know, from November, uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas time, and the first of the year. Everybody flying out out of here. It's just the people that are leaving that's surprising us. Yeah you know, and in springtime it's going to start up again, you know, so yeah. even though we don't we think we could live forever I, would, I, wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to live forever I wouldn't even. oh my That's God. what my mother tell me all the time. Getting old sucks, let me tell y'all it's all kind of
3: shit happening, everything low let me tell you yeah. baby, my nose yeah. is right in my mouth right now, everything is low everything <laughs> is falling, understand, I got a lot of shit that's falling
5: but look, look, Flame, my mother is 79 years old, and uh, I always sees her when she buys another piece of jewelry. I say, oh, get it. I said, I'll probably have it in the next 20 years when you leave. She said, 20? She said, oh, no, I'm going to be gone before the end, and uh, You trying to live that long? That is a com- that is such a wonderful place to be. And
3: I'm going to ask you about death, Lauren, because Lauren comes at it with us from a younger age. Yeah. But that is a wonderful place to be to accept and know that one day you are definitely going to leave. My- I think Martin Luther King said in his 63 memoirs, once you accept death, you're free. Once you know that this yep. is this is inevitable for everyone. Is, exactly. And it's going to happen to you, baby, you're free.
5: Cause I'm like, i come on God. God don't and wa- let me leave you with this. Let me leave you with this. I'm gonna tell you what my mother always tell me. There are worse things than dying. You ain't now we got
3: one. He in the White House right now, the nigga just signed yeah. the bill. <laughs> By do have a great year, baby. I see you. <laughs> Get that nigga out of here. <laughs> So Lauren, I mean, you're 25. So yeah. death means. See, I'm older, so I've seen yeah. a lot of death. And I had. Mm-hmm. Ha, have you? Has anyone close to you ever passed on, and you had to deal with that?
2: Yeah, it, um, I have. My grandmother, I think, was like the first. My dad's mother was the first real uh, death I had to deal with um, at a young age. She died when I was about eight years old. And then um, my next major one was actually my aunt, who's my grandmother's sister. She died while I was in college, and I couldn't go to the funeral. But um, I don't know. Death is something hard, I think, for for me to accept, at least when I I don't know, I, I just I'm not an emotional person and I don't deal with emotions well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um That's my line. And well, OK, I mean, <laughs> seriously, me, too. And it, it's like when things happen, I realize that I'm more so will kind of hold them in rather than dealing with them up front. I don't like to cry. You know, I don't like to express really how I feel. Um, that's, I think that's also too why I like being alone a lot. Cause I get to, you know, really decompress and figure out my own thoughts and feelings for myself. And it may not be the most healthy thing, but overall uh, death is not something that I think that I've arrived in my life where I can just accept. Yeah. It's something. Yeah.
4: Nick, what about you? I think, I, I think you know me well enough to know we've, we've kind of had the discussion. I think, um, my biggest challenge would probably be, you know, losing my mom. Um, I I've, I've, yeah. I've experienced loss in, in the family, but I can't think of anyone who has been, um, you know, a tougher critic, bigger cheerleader or or anything or more influential in my life than my mother. And um, so, yeah.
2: Same yeah. here. Yeah, same
4: here. I need Rosetta to be about hundred and twelve.
3: Let me just say, cause Rosetta, I know your baby girl. I can deal with all this. This thing has a big old
4: emotional baby. You,
3: <laughs> baby, I can't hold him up. He's bigger than me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, but you know, Flair, you talked about too. Just hey, enjoy life. Be responsible, but enjoy life while you're here, because. Uh, And again, I don't know if I missed this in the exchange, but it was it was your mom who said, uh, how many times have you seen a U-Haul following a hearse? Exactly.
3: And we hold on. And that goes to the whole pity point. We want to hold on to money. We want to hold on to the most property. We got to have the most shoes. That is so irrelevant when you leave to go here, because I believe I I do believe that there's a heaven. and I do believe there's a hell. I don't know what the hell we living in right now, but I do believe there's a heaven and a hell. Baby, I don't want to go to hell. They don't have any fans. You know, I I, I burn my fan every night. I'm old school. I put a fan on. Even in wintertime, I run my my fan every night. I think it's just a white noise now I'm so used to. (laughs) Uh, and I'm not going to hell because all this silicone, this shit gonna melt. God just ain't ready for me in heaven yet because I talk too much shit. And he be going, I got some explaining to do. He gonna like, dude, I didn't give you them titties. Them come? Go back and get try that again, and then come back. See, Take I that I'll be back. one of those people. Kid keeps sending <laughs> back and back and back. He's like, I ain't ready to deal with this bitch right here. <laughs> uh, I love
4: it. But yeah. But
3: death is death is to me. Um, just the involvement of everything is going to happen. Now, it hurts when it's a baby or yeah. it's a, just a sheer accident that you didn't foresee coming. But then it makes you want to say, God, I'm questioning you. You did wrong. You know, I'm angry with you. And it, it, I think it's okay to have been angry with God. I've challenged God's process in my life several times. I've mm-hmm. always humbled me. He's always re-humbled me to my knees to say, nigga, didn't I tell you I'm doing this? You just in the way? And so I understand that at this age. But when I was younger, I did not kept challenging him. But it was going and going and going. But So death to me is how you perceive it. And if you let it consume you and not think that the love that you hold on for that person, so if it's a mate, a kid, a partner, whatever that love with the mother and father the love stays there the love never leaves your heart that to me that's what keeps them alive because You're you right. still love that person you ain't always mm-hmm. got to tell the best stories about it because y'all gonna say some fucked up shit about me after I'm dead but it's okay because I'm gonna hear you and I'm a
4: you.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I heard uh, somebody talk about uh, recently uh, that um, you know Joe Biden was extending condolences I believe to someone in John Lewis's family um, and you know uh, President-elect Biden lost his wife and his daughter you're talking about losing a baby you know and everything there um and he was saying that there will come to a you will get to a point it's hard to believe now where you will laugh before you cry of, of something that they said or did you'll, the good memories will uh will take over the the sadness and 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 you'll you'll get to a better place but because it just seems like that it's just one of those things where i think we all will have to face it at some point um but you just hope that you like me, are surrounded by people who love me um, who will help me get through it because I can see myself engaging in a whole lot of eating and just, you know. yeah. Just
3: make sure I get all the correct PIN numbers, please. <laughs> I, I'm asking for a friend. Okay, asking look, friend. while we're talking about PIN numbers, can we go to Nashville right now, please? Yeah, mm. let's, please. let's talk about it. Take me there, Lauren. Please take me there.
2: So as we all know, uh, there was a huge bombing in Nashville, Tennessee, on Christmas morning. Um, it was a recreational vehicle, it exploded in downtown Nashville. Three people were injured, damaging dozens of buildings, and ultimately killing the actual bomber, who officials have identified to be 63-year-old 63 63 Anthony Q. Warner. Um, according to officials, Warner was present when the bomb went off and he died in the bombing. Uh, they used DNA at the scene. Uh, to match a sample that was taken at a, at another location by investigators, and so far he's the only suspect at this point.
4: You know, oh, you, it, it, and I know all this is new, and we're still learning more. But I have I, I have so many problems with this, um, and and I want to make sure I'm sensitive. I understand that uh, having suicidal thoughts are a mental health issue and that people get into really dark places and you want them to get the help that they need i think though for me lauren flame flame that's those who are listening it takes it to another level when if indeed you are suicidal that you choose to engage in a mission where you put others at risk or you want to harm others now to me it moves almost out of and i am not a mental health expert professional in the area It moves out of me saying, you know what? I can't go on with the world as it is. I'm just going to off myself to something else when I decide to buy materials, allegedly, make a bomb, allegedly, drive an RV that people had seen parked in my yard through Google View and identify me and I drive it downtown. I park it in front of a building. And then I even have the forethought to make a recording. This is going to explode in five, fourth I don't understand the I don't understand the, the the mentality behind that where on Christmas Day I wanna do this in this way and possibly harm others
3: and found his body, the remains of his body, allegedly. Because I don't believe that that's that man. Let me just say that right now. I, I've said that because mm-hmm. yesterday it was, they found some remains, but they're not sure who it is. It was so charred. If it was so charred yesterday, what did it change? Because that's what, when you burn up the evidence, you burn up the evidence. But yesterday it was so charred. But today, I first of all, I don't believe that this man. that's that man. I don't and I don't like the way they portrayed it because had it been a black man he would have been a terrorist and his picture would have been up there before his name but you see here old ass white man he's not a terrorist they're calling him a bomber and now you're referring to mental illness baby he ain't mental ill if that's what that nigga wanted to do black white or indifferent then that's what that nigga wanted to do I'm with you on the if you want to kill yourself why you got to kill everybody else yeah you can take some pills in the room don't call nobody turn your phone off the hook and they never got an answer and float the fuck on and go where you going because my grandmama raised me on that if you kill yourself you go straight to a sea of fire where you burn in eternally in the darkness where you never hear another voice i was raised on i have raised my children on so no matter what the world throw at you you're gonna have to deal with it because the other alternative is that you will burn in a sea of fire in all eternity in the darkness and never hear another voice that terrorizes me and them that works for me. It's teach that to your grandkids. Uh, anywho, <laughs> I don't believe I, I, I what you said, Nicholas, about how he felt. I don't understand when people do all that mass murder. You got to go kill everybody. And then you they'll go to your next subject when you were talking about do teens get a pass? Yeah. First of all, let me go first because y'all ain't got no kids. Yeah. And absolutely not. God damn it. It's some shit that you cross the line. We are all born with the instillment of you know right from wrong even when it's, it's fucked up wrong and you still do it i'm guilty of it my damn self you know it's right from wrong that's what well, everybody knows that i don't care what kind of household you grew up in you know the difference between right and wrong whether it's stealing or lying or whatever you put that on you know so people take that on. All that shit about they can get a pass if you kill if one of these teens kill their mom and daddy because they tell them they can't play video games and then they cut they, they behead them and it's happening now. So don't I ain't saying some strange shit that didn't happen in the '70s or the '80s. Well, this is some Lizzie, new shit. We
2: can talk about Lizzie Borden though. Girl, you was, go back
3: to the '40s. See, she was there. I wasn't there. I was there. <laughs> I was, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> anywho, if the mom and daddy is dead, they didn't get a second chance. Baby, sometimes when people be fucked up, they be fucked up mentally, and there's nothing you can do about it. Putting them in all... Get them away from everybody, because they're going to harm somebody, but y'all want to give them jobs and badges and police... Oh, Oh, that's a different subject. Come on, Lauren. (laughs) Uh, Um, uh, uh, I know what the fuck I'm saying.
2: Well, what I'll say is this. Um, I do agree with the fact that if we just look at history... Um, black folks are not the ones that are bombing the churches and, you know, committing the the mass shootings at schools and all of those different things. So I will say that as one thing. And then, you know, when it comes out that it's this white person, it's not they're not labeled a terrorist. But you have somebody like, you know, President Trump that's conveniently saying in Charlottesville there were fine people on both sides, but then, you know, we have all of these protests around Black Lives Matter and then Antifa comes up and they're all terrorists. So there's definitely a double standard there for sure. Um, In terms of teenagers getting a second chance, um, I think it depends on what the offense is. Mm -hmm. You know, recently in California, our new attorney general Thank goodness Jackie Lacey is gone. Um, our new attorney general just... Um, <laughs> nobody likes that lady. <laughs> nobody likes her. It's, 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 not, it's common knowledge. Um, our new attorney general actually uh, signed into law that uh, minors are going to be charged as minors and not as adults, which I think is great reform. I think it's great change. However, depending on what the offense is, so somebody like a Kyle Rittenhouse... Absolutely not. He does not deserve to get a ch- second chance, especially when he knows what he did. It was intentional. His mother drove him across state lines to, com- to shoot those folks at the uh, protest that was happening. And then you have somebody like a Dylan Roof. Just no, those those types of egregious offenses do not deserve second chances because that type of hatred that I, I don't even know what to call it. Just that. uh evil that's something evil that you possess in your soul there's no coming back from that there's no reform from that you can't you know give them therapy and they can come out of that on the other side i don't believe that you know those certain types of offenses should receive the appropriate sentencing that's how i feel nick
4: wow that's a lot to unpack y'all uh (laughs) you know i first i want i want to go back though like in no way do i think we should allow what happened in Nashville to even come close to being conflated with the acts in Charlottesville, right? I think those are two different things. I also think Antifa has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. I think those are two separate things as well. But more importantly, with the Nashville bombing, I think just so we're clear, I think the reason why, Flame, you did not have a positive ID initially is that because they did use DNA. Now, also, in a bombing, I know this from having done news and covered uh, numerous bombings, all of the evidence is never destroyed in a bombing. That's a, a, a myth, that it never burns up. There's always something from a plane crash, from a bombing, that they're always able to retrieve, usually the components that were used. So I think it is reasonable that as quickly as they were able to Identify these remains and tie a DNA because they also found family members who said, you know, he's been acting strange, signing away property and and telling people that th- Nashville's gonna remember his name. They used all of this information. Hey, can we do a cheek swab? They linked the DNA. That one I buy. Uh, the 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 whole idea around teens, I don't think we really kind of set that up for people to know what we're talking about and why. And it all kind of stems from. An article that was written on Sunday in the New York Times about a young girl who was 15 when she used the N-word in a Snapchat video to a friend. Someone saw that video, held on to it for five years, and when she got accepted to college, they released the video and then said, hey, University of Tennessee, don't let this girl in. She used the N-word before. I don't know that I'm ready to put her in the same group as Dylan Roof and Kyle Reddinghouse, that's me though. And, 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 and I don't know if it requires being a parent to have a certain level of empathy, but I do think that teenagers are redeemable. I think for the most part, teenagers can be redeemed. I, I think that, and I don't know where it came from, but somebody said, even sinners have souls. I don't know if that's true and I don't know if if where, where, but I do believe that everyone has value. And, and I think that if we do more, uh, that we can kind of, you know, step in and save. Mm,
2: okay. So <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm to take this. I'm um, going to take it here. So I think that's a convenient argument when, uh, it fits the appropriate race. I'm just going to say that because the idea of teenagers being redeemable does, is this something that would really apl- apply across the board for everyone mm-hmm. gave you an example I forgot the, the gentleman's name but there was a white boy a couple years ago he committed he actually raped someone he raped her uh, and when he got, went to court the judge gave him six months probation. That the was his, stanford
4: swim uh, uh correct his, thank yeah you. yeah thank you so, so you know name. what i'm talking about mm-hmm.
2: but, but then uh at the same time i recently saw um another uh, gentleman i think he was in the state of alabama he was at a party with a white girl they were hanging out um they left together they did not end up you know sleeping together but i guess a parent of hers found out and all of a sudden she cried rape he couldn't get the proper uh Uh, lawyers to support him and he's doing 10 years in prison so to say that teenagers are redeemable it's it's a for me it's a convenient argument I'll just say that because society does not say that for everybody that's what I'll
3: say. Back to what you said originally, it depends on the crime because some shit you just can't be redeemed for and I, that's it to me. But, you know, Nick, you ain't got no kids. I'd be, I be glad when you do have a baby because I can't hardly wait. Oh, T Flame gonna fuck your kid up mentally. I'm gonna have your kid so damaged I'm letting you know in advance. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes,
4: yes, yes.
3: <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna have oh, your Lord. kid good and damaged.
4: I think... Uh, come on. You no, know, it's just that, you know, we 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 kind of... We, we have kids who are... 13, 12, you know, they're using these social media. They're putting stuff out there. I don't think they understand. Uh, there are kids who know the words to WAP. There are kids who know, and I do think the kids sing these songs, and I don't know that they censor themselves when they're singing Kendrick Lamar. And I don't know that because they sang the lyrics to the song that they are inherently, I don't, I don't know. Again, I, I don't know that I'm ready to uh, label uh, everyone who, Knows the lyrics to these songs. As, and
3: nothing changed, Nicholas. When we were kids, they called the little girls fast. Oh, she's so fast. She a fast little girl. Now they call them hoes. Same difference. And they this don't start with outside of our community. This start in their own community, in our own house. Your mama said, oh, you fast. Stop being fast. That's probably before your time, Lauren. Now it's no. hope. Oh, that you? oh, that's right. Little mm-hmm. mama old school. Yes. Now it's you being a little ho. Stop being a little... They changed the word from ho to thought. now. So it's, you know, it's same shit, just different wordage. Can Personally, you imagine
4: a parent saying that to their child? Stop Maybe I've seen
3: it. I've, a seen, thought, yeah. I've seen mothers... Black women, because I don't know nothing about any white women with their daughters. I've seen black women call it, these bitches is getting on my nerves to their daughters' faces. You don't know the harm that that has done to their daughters because me and their daughters were friends and they would come and cry to me in pain that their mother, their own mother, called them a bitch. And I'm not saying this to tear nobody down, but I'm telling you, words have power depending on who it came from. Because if you don't mean shit to me, there's absolutely nothing you can say to me about me that's going to cut me to the quick. But if I loved and or hated you before, because in order for me to hate you, I had that loved you. Baby, you can say some shit and it will cut me to the bone. It will cut me to the bone.
4: So help me here, Flame. Go back to it because I want to make sure we're clear. And as Flame Mets are listening... Where are we on this, Ooh, uh, on teens? Are teens redeemable? That was, no. that was the question.
2: I mean, I would say it's, I think it's a case-by-case case basis. I will say that. I'm just saying I don't think that the, the, the norm, it's, it's not the norm, and it's not fair across the board is really what I'm trying to say here. It, but I do think it's on case-by-case case basis. You know, mm-hmm. some crimes are more egregious than others. But, I mean, even with the girl saying the N-word, you know, why, why were you doing that?
3: Why so much emphasis on that? You know, when when did that break somebody's spirit? When did that—I mean, I know the people—and and hear me when I tell you, because I use the word all the time. So before my black community come after me, let me say this correctly. The word got the power—I know, know some slaves heard that before they died. I heard that, that, you know Oprah say uh, that—what's her name? Um, what was the poet's name? Maya Angelou said mm-hmm. that that was the last word that some— That word has so many levels of different meaning in the black community and the black. I'm only talking about the black community right now. That word has so many different capacities from love to hate to anger to joy to bitterness to receiving to acceptance to a compliment to everything. So why when we hear that word spoken outside of somebody outside of our community who don't understand all the different levels with, for that word or the impact that it has that we get so offended by. Now, in my face and disrespecting me, I get that. But she was going to a rap song. There was a video up this weekend where a man was in a store and he was buying a bottle or something, <laughs> a can I saw that too. And the man called him a nigger, and he kept nigger and he dropped the can. The man man, stay kept his cool. And when he kicked the can, the man picked the can up and slapped fire from that ass. I say, that. That is how you do it. I don't know what Montiel Jordan was talking about, but this is how we do. (laughs) Baby, that had tickled me, but here it was. The disrespect was in his face. This little girl made a video from five years before. We hold on to shit. We got to stop holding on to insignificant bullshit. That's the cancel culture. We've just held on to bullshit for four years, and these last 23 days is about to be real shaky, Mm -hmm. but we ain't fighting that. We got to pick and choose better battles as a people, not just black people, but as a people, period.
2: And I think that can go to the case-by-case basis that we're really talking about here. It just it depends on the situation. It does.
4: Well, Flame mentioned four years of dealing with holding on to things. Is this mm. the perfect segue? I think
2: so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well,
3: that fat nigga playing golf, and y'all sitting at home, honey, and today the, the, the eviction moratorium, moratorium started, right? So
4: they can put people out as starting today. Baby, well, more importantly, something. Flame, before before we talk about that, the important thing is President Trump believes you all have slighted the first lady because he believes she should have been on more fashion magazines. So quit talking about things that don't <laughs> matter, Flame. Nobody's talking about rent okay. moratoriums and okay. 600 So, Let me give you
3: the laugh and learn version of that. She's always very nicely dressed. She looks beautiful all the time. Now let me give you the nigga Flame Monroe version of that. Bitch, I don't give a fuck how well you dress. We bought them clothes cause we pay taxes. That nigga only pays $750 worth of tax. Them thigh high boots that whole head on the other day cost more than that. Let me say what the fuck I said, that's do she be done? Or oh, Melania is done from head to toe every time you see her. The problem is we sitting on the other side hungry looking at this. If we got a TV, if we got cable, if we got some place to stay, I'm looking at how well-dressed your wife is off my tax money that you don't want to pay taxes for, and you didn't want to sign a stimulus bill to give me some of my money back so I can watch her, at least watch her, and my stomach don't be growling. At least I can watch this bitch, yeah. and I'm on a full stomach. Nigga, if where's the hypocrisy? Where's the outcry on that?
2: Well, there's a lot of hypocrisy here because I think, in general, it's just, it's always entertaining for me i will say to see all of the things that trump had to say about president obama and Uh, all of the criticism uh, that he gave him and he's doing not only what he did but 10 times worse he Mm -hmm. criticized barack obama for golfing too much he's in mar-a-lago every day and has been there throughout his presidency i think there's also a bit of jealousy there too because michelle obama was the fashionista of the world While she was first lady for those eight years and had every designer, every up and coming designer coming to her, dressing her and just really and she was glorified for it. Rightfully so, because she was the first to take a photo, you know, with her shoulders showing and all of these different things. So now, when it comes to Trump, you know, some people backed out of dressing his wife because of the racist comments that he made. And I think people also fail to realize too, Melania is a lot like Trump.
3: Hmm. They are the a lot alike. No, you saw what the jacket said. What did the jacket say? I, I don't, don't really care, care. baby. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Lauren. No, no, Come you're fine. Back. And,
2: I mean, they are a lot alike. They really are. So this is also, too, an ego thing for Trump because he's always trying to compare himself to Barack Obama. And you can just n- never measure up. I'm just going to go there. You're fat, you're orange, you've got a bad toupee. Barack Obama has the most swag that a president has ever had. He wore a tan Easter suit uh, a tan suit on Easter that it ha- raised all types of hell. You will just never compare. Get over it.
3: Didn't that nigga look like the uncle from uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood in that tan suit? I was like, come on, he that did. was the black uncle across the street. I was like, yes, come on, Barack was so fly in that tan suit. I just had a flashback moment. I'm sorry, where was we at? But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, we I'm with Lauren on that. Trump, Lauren, yeah. there was
4: a time when that was the biggest scandal. Oh, yeah, he wore, you know, he wore yeah. a tan suit. Oh, my God, who does that? Yeah. It, and you just but,
2: it's, There's no comparison, and that's his issue, you know. He, he's just never going to measure up. It's an, it's an ego thing. And now he's trying to put it on his wife, too, because she's not getting the same admiration. You're not going to get the same admiration as Michelle Obama. She was our first lady. She was a lady. And your wife's a porn star.
3: And when it's authentic, it's authentic. Y'all didn't try to copy every speech. Y'all didn't try to copy other people's dress, style of dress, and way of life. But, baby, when it's in you, it's in you. You came bad. And that's I think a mess, that's a message to some of these other. Um, and I think that one one this. of
4: the things, the reason <laughs> we brought this up is because flame had just talked about how frustrating it was and how, where has he been? But now that he has signed the stimulus package, I am interested flame to hear what some of the flame may have to say, uh, just because now it looks as though uh, they are moving forward. And is this enough? Or, you know, are we just ready for this to be done or whatever?
0: The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghosts, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app.
1: Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you, to tailored training and an extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10 year, multi million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash b-e-n, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash b-e-n. The following is a high-five moment from highfivecasino.com.
4: Welcome to
1: I don't know what $600 is
3: going to do. And that's the truth. And then you made them wait for it. That is. Oh,
2: and good. and Congress is, uh, or the House rather, is working on, you know, making Trump a man of his word and actually providing these $2,000 uh, checks for folks right now, which the Republicans are in uproar about because they don't want to do that.
3: I feel point. bad for people. I, yeah. feel, I really, I wish I could help everybody, but I can't. I, but I really do wish because I know some people that's hurting.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Hey, hello, hello Ms. there. Teresa. I'm sitting here doing my nails, just on you know, my Disney.
3: Girl, I see you getting up in full on drag. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Way well, in, Teresa. We want to know what do you think about this Trump foolishness and this this stimulus package that he finally decided to sign on the golf course. I'm
6: um, I'm trying to use my words gently right now.
2: It's okay. It's life and, and learn. Um, Be honest. I
6: think that um it goes back to the old adage that. um uh, you always want what the Joneses have, thinking that the grass is greener somewhere else. That's why he even sought out the presidency, because he felt that he was going to be a better president than Obama. And and we all know that that couldn't ever uh, have been possible because of his character and who he has been in the past. Mm-hmm. So but um, I'm just um, i I I'm I'm just floored that he would think fashion would be anything of a type of topic for the presidency that he has given to this uh, United States. And that he would think that we needed to honor his wife because of the clothes she's wearing, although the clothes she had not worn to become popular, oh. her
4: star <laughs> uh,
6: wasn't even uh, a either. if you want to address her, address her full character. Not mm-hmm. just something out of it, that um, money that was overspent for someone who's uh, used to already dressing uh, foul, let me just say foul. Because some of her fashion was not uh, tasteful. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. have to uh, say it like it is. It wasn't tasteful. Um. Uh. And um. And so. And and yes, I agree with Lauren that she is very much like Trump, and she is the one who pulled him around on by the nose, telling him what to do. She was the one encouraging him to behave the way he was that he didn't come up with all of that on his own mm-hmm. that it was her that was pulling him around by the nose and 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 Giving him the encouragement to be a fool for the people.
3: I've said that in Love Lounge because people love to say, "Well, she, he was such a monster, and she was so sweet." Understand that the wife mm-hmm. always knows her no. husband, even if she don't want to face it. That goes back to the whole Frankenstein verbiage. But the wife knows her husband. Yes. if he's a monster and she stayed with him for thirty years and she knew he was a monster, there's monster in her.
2: But she's yes. not dumb either, though, because I feel like people also no. assume that she's stupid. If we're just gonna talk about it, the reason she didn't come to D.C. initially is because she was signing papers to make sure that her son, Barron, was covered when she decided to divorce Trump. You got that right. So she's not stupid yeah, either. Oh, to that, um, she's
3: gangster with that Wobba baby because I don't know what the hell Cardi B was talking about because she went from a basic hoe to the first lady of the United States. That's called the Wobba Lopba pop Yes. But I also want
6: to say that when we heard the audio of her speaking with her friend at the time, Mm -hmm. it really gave us a a clearer insight as to the type of person she was. And the fact that this season here in which he decided to be a total a-hole and not sign that and try to uh, drop people's hopes and say, oh, I'm gonna do $2,000 instead of $600. I know I'm off topic. But I just have to say that um, she doesn't care nothing about Christmas um, either, and so um, having a bunch of sad people over the holiday was not not anything uh, to matter for uh, either one of them. So, um, yeah. Well, That's honey, we thank you for bringing it on in now but because yeah. you
3: have, girl, you have shut it down. You have, Listen, I'm with you. I understand. I live in the same America that you live in and I see mm-hmm. the same bullshit that y'all see. I need y'all to open y'all eyes because some of y'all don't see it. Ooh, everybody is at Melania. But y'all, I'm, with, yeah. y'all, I'm with you, Lauren. Babe, mm-hmm. you can't be that far removed from the devil and you ain't part devil. Seriously.
2: It's just, and I think it's so interesting because she's not in the spotlight. You know people aren't really looking at her all the time that people think that it's really just trump and oh she's she might be a little nice it's not the situation you know to teresa's point the audio came out she was complaining about christmas why do i have to do this i don't care about these people she had the coat you know when the whole issue was going on with children being locked up in cages and separated from their parents she doesn't care
3: do you think she's going to divorce him immediately after this
2: did you not see the Penske truck that pulled up the day he lost the election? <laughs> she was like, Pack this up. We're out. Let's come on. Get it together.
3: She said, Let me get these good items. Did you see the photo? I did see the photo. I Penske thought that was truck. a Photoshop photo. No,
2: I think it was very accurate. She was like, Pack this up. We're leaving.
3: We're done. <laughs> they had to pack up all that special furniture because you know, for Baron, Baron got that special furniture.
2: Exactly. Ooh. So mm. he got that, that special
3: sauce furniture. Woo. <laughs> 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 Woo baby Baron It's two all beef patties Special sauce Lettuce Cheese Onions On a <laughs> sesame seed You know what? what You're gonna
4: leave Baron alone You know what Lauren mentioned something earlier I just want to touch base on It turns out Lauren you had mentioned how Um we often ignore race in different situations. Now we're quick to call it out. It looks like the army sergeant in that shooting at the bowling alley, it looks mm-hmm. like the, uh, in, in Rock Rockford, Illinois. And that's like, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it's like Northwest of Chicago. And it looks like they, uh, literally just came across the wires. The judge denied his bail. Um, and it looks like the three people that he killed were shot randomly. He did not even know them. Um, and all three were African-American. So uh, like he targeted certain people at this particular bowling alley. There were people there who were not African-American. And it looks like uh, uh, Duke Webb, 37 years old, faces three counts of murder and three counts of first degree attempted murder for injuring three people um, in the shooting at Don Carter Lanes in Rockford, Illinois, Tell Saturday. me,
3: he's in jail with no bond.
4: He's in jail with no bond, flame. Okay, yeah. good, because you
3: know they love to say they'll do a bond and then they throw up a fucking GoFundMe and everybody start donating money to the killers. Well, a little disappointing. He's
4: active duty service member, but you know, hey, uh, th- this will this will definitely figure itself out, you know. But yeah,
2: I mean, but it, I I will say this, Nick. I think it does touch on the mental health part that you were speaking about earlier because i do agree i think mental health is something that's not talked about enough especially in communities of color and it's something that we should be open to you okay.
3: know pe- i'm Uh-oh. sorry Lauren. no go go Lauren, no, go.
2: no, no I'm, I'm just saying i think mental health is something that should definitely be discussed however there's also a part of that too where don't make that the convenient argument to justify white people shooting people of color right i was say,
4: Flav, that, what, that, what that, about to say what you about to say because you, say that it mental was like. It was so like no, the spirit spoke to you. recently said yeah. that
3: they tried to say that mental illness and racism were, were linked. It was the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So now he's mentally ill and he's racist. How scary is that? But y'all keep giving them badges and calling them officers. I'm just saying, how scary is that, that yeah. they're mentally ill and they racist? Because if you're racist and they say that that is the equivalent of being mentally ill, it's the same thing. But you keep giving racist jobs as police officers, putting them in our neighborhoods where they don't understand our addiction or how we speak to each other or how we communicate and how we live. That's fucked up. So don't say that it's mentally ill and it's racism. It has to be two separate things because that means, do you know, how, it's 73 million mentally ill people that voted for Donald Trump?
4: <laughs> Blame. <laughs> <laughs> Blame. that's true though that's, that's not point. Y- y'all stop that's not a point. y'all I, every, I ain't got
3: to say shit else I, mean, I just said it. it's true <laughs> 73 million great. people voted for him this year which yeah. means that if racism and they voted because they were racist because a lot of Republicans jump ship they didn't even want to deal with his shit no more mm-hmm. if they all voted for because they was racist we got 73 mental mil- mentally ill people walking around around me bitch my neighbors D- this nigga in here in the office with me Kendall this nigga over here playing on this <laughs> Phone. this nigga crazy this is what you done this is what i'm saying that that's best that is don't do that they have to be separate they have Because they are be. scary to think that they're not right yeah and, At- I,
2: and honestly i see a comment too from tt jen hey tt jen she said racism is taught and i would agree with that too because it's something that's ingrained in yeah. you as you grow up yeah. you know i don't i don't my opinion i don't think anybody is just born race born a racist i think that it's something that your parents teach you, you know, you get from society, and mm-hmm. then you ultimately say, okay, yeah, this is how I feel, and this isn't fair. Because I think that's also, too, what goes with it with a lot of these mass shootings and different things that we see from white folks, is they ultimately think, this isn't fair. Well, why does this black person or this Latino person have this, and I don't have it?
4: But you know what, Lauren, I'm gonna jump in there and say this. I think at some point, the sins of the parent can no longer be uh, an excuse, right? Uh, And I say that simply, simply because I think it is possible parents just don't know any better. At some point, you become an adult, you leave home, you move around, you interact. At some point, you have a responsibility to educate yourself and try to learn more about things that maybe you did not grow up with, you did not see in your everyday life. You don't get to float around. Well, my mother didn't teach me about such and such, so I'm just going to walk around with this attitude about such and such. You know, you you get what I'm saying there? That you have to. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. But it looks like this guy was an active duty service member, and uh, he is definitely being held flame without bond right now. So there we are. Well yep. let's
2: see what actually happens with him because we still have somebody like a Kyle Rittenhouse who is out on bail. Yeah. And you have congressmen in Florida saying he should run for Congress. So, well, okay,
3: back to the state of Florida. Hey, Florida. Uh oh. Manny Petty State.
2: Uh-oh. baby. I shouldn't have opened Y'all- the door. It's my fault.
3: <laughs> I shouldn't they, have opened the door. Let me tell you something. The day full of nuts in Florida, baby. And I ain't oh. talking about coconuts, just lots of nuts. Good. You know, job. Which,
4: which which is a perfect opportunity for me to remind everyone who's listening. If you want to sound off about of what, what like <laughs> just said, you live in the great state of Florida. Remember to subscribe, comment, and share because we want everybody involved in the conversation. The uh the response the feedback and the the messages that you all have sent in the comments they really do mean a lot because we're reading them and and so are our bosses and everybody else I don't else read there. them y'all. <laughs> I, I don't read them I ain't gonna read yeah. Nick
2: and I do Nick and I do and I sit there
3: they tell me I do
4: read <laughs> we do
2: we do, we do. We do. I, let me
3: I tell y'all actually, something Today is a very scary day in America, and we're gonna. I'm, I'm getting off. This not off topic. This is actually on topic. I had to bring Nicholas back because it's important. Because Nicholas wants to help everybody. If, if Nicholas had all of his money right now, baby, he'd probably give it all away. I, I won't let him get all this money right now. But rent today, the moratorium stops. People will start being evicted if if you don't have a communication if you don't have the money that's one thing but please always try to communicate with your landlords yeah. or whoever the bank is that you pay your mortgage to because i'm telling you if they don't hear anything from you their next move is to cover their own ass which is start even, ev- even eviction notice or come to you to say hey what are you going to do but you can finagle the gas company you can put something down on the light company you can pay something on a center you can pay some on your phone bill You can't pay nothing on rent. If you can't pay the full rent, a lot of landlords will put you out. But if you have an open line of communication, even if you don't like each other, let them know what's going on because a lot of times they use that money for insurance and upkeep on the property and they not give nothing because you're not giving them anything. It's it's about to be real scary. But Beyonce put up half Mm -hmm. a million dollars, Lauren Hogan. Mm -hmm. Half a mil. Five thousand dollars a piece to one hundred people. Was it in Houston?
2: Yeah. And isn't that the interesting piece is we were just talking about her last week and how it wasn't her responsibility to take the vac uh to be at the forefront of saying you should take the vaccine. And I will just add to that part, I don't know, Nick, if you saw, but uh the Surgeon General Adams also called on LeBron James to do the same thing, which I didn't appreciate. But uh to go back to what Flame was saying is that yes, Beyonce gave over half a million dollars to the folks of Houston Beyonce. to make sure that they were able to just be able to stay in their house for another month or mm-hmm. however long that five thousand dollars stretches. So we have these celebrities that are doing <laughs> the jobs that our government is failing to do for us as citizens and as a people of America. So
4: <laughs> Lauren would you say that again because it is not the responsibility of Beyonce Knowles LeBron James or anybody else. Uh, this is what community and you voting and you being part of the uh, civic process is all about. We are supposed to have representatives that look out for the interest of everyone even those who did not vote for them you know um i did not vote for president trump uh and even if i had i would hope that the one who is representing the country had my best interest at heart too um as did joe biden pledge to do uh who said that hey i'm the president of those who did not vote for me as well but our local and state representatives i feel like flame lauren have um just failed so many of the people who are just trying to make it day to day, um, mm-hmm. literally living paycheck to paycheck.
3: Well, yeah. since we're talking about voting, let's talk about how important Georgia y'all really need to come out because he has put out that he will be in Georgia next week for another super spreader, another rally in yeah. Georgia really trying to alley up the troops because ossoff have caught caught up so yeah. we are neck and neck down in georgia but we got to take this in order to make any changes in this country if we sick of these mass shootings if we want this reform if we want better housing better equality and all that shit, georgia it's all on y'all right now because you guys hold the key if we can get these two seats Osof and warnock if we can get those two seats and we can tie up the senate we tied Mitch McConnell's black-ass hands because you know the nigga think he white, but the hands are turning black. And something wrong with you, nigga. I'm just saying. But this is what we have to do. We really have to get out and get out there and get that vote in. So tell all your friends, your grandma, get them to the polls. This one is pr- probably more as important as this last just one. Just as, yes. It's just as important because he's going to tie us up. We're not going to be able to get any laws or any bills passed. Mitch McConnell is on the mission. And now Trump is trying to make up. See, first Trump was mad at Mitch McConnell. So he threw him up under the bus. But somebody didn't get in Trump's ear since he'd been at Mar-a-Lago. Going to Mar-a-Lago is dangerous, y'all, for us. Because when he goes to Mar-a-Lago, you don't have to go through the political protocol and security to speak to this nigga. You could just walk up yeah. to his fat ass with a yeah. McDonald's sandwich because you know the nigga eat McDonald's. You come up to him with a Big Mac and some shit, and he going to just let you come on in. He don't give a fuck whether you got a gun or not. And you could just have a conversation. This is where all his detriment comes from. When he sent out these crazy tweets, it's always when he on vacation, on our dime, in Mar-a-Lago cause he ain't pay no taxes and he want us to make her best dress I'm not gonna make that bitch best dress if the bitch wants to be best dressed for me she should wear about a size 10 or 12 so I can fit that shit I can't even fit none of that shit fuck that bitch I don't even like <laughs> we gotta Wonder- do that candy love talk like that in Chicago
4: flame you were talking about the vote in georgia mm. one of the stories we did today more than 2.1 million votes have already been cast yes. in georgia yes. um and uh that's in a runoff election and this is according to the georgia secretary of state uh and they include both by mail and in-person early voting so people are turning out for come this come on election. georgia come yeah, on in georgia. record
2: numbers uh, i think it was about uh forty thousand more people had done uh early voting than mm. even in the presidential election so it was definitely uh you know, a pleasant sight to see of, of that happening. But I'm honestly okay uh, with Trump going to Georgia. I don't know how you guys feel. I'm okay with him going to, uh, to Georgia on the 4th, the day before you're supposed to, you know, vote in person, because supposedly he's going to take all his conspiracy theorists with him and more so focus on the fact of this uh, last and final January 6th vote with uh, the electorate to say, I won the election. So I'm fine Let him go down there Let him make everything about him Let him get people All riled up About conspiracies And voting And his base Those 73 million people That Flame talked about That are Mm -hmm. mentally ill Uh Not go out and Uh vote I'm fine with that
3: well, it's either one. Either you're going to accept that you're mentally ill or you're racist because you can't help them. You can't be both. You got to pick and choose. You got to pick
4: and choose. did you just drop the title to our next episode? Pick, <laughs> and, <laughs> choose. pick, pick and choose. choose. Pick, pick and choose. Pick oh. and choose. Yeah, pick oh. and choose. I want to
3: say before we leave, since we were talking about the fabulous Nose family and Beyonce because I know I'm part of that family, y'all. Y'all do yes. know I'm related to the Nose family. Because I got four reasons. Let me, let me give you the four reasons. I do Beyonce music. Nick, look at my face. I do Beyonce music. I'm crazy like the sister Solange, cancer. I look like the Mama Tina. And I got dick like the Daddy Matthew. Baby, let me tell you something. I'm a stepbrother from this family. I need y'all to just reach out, Beyonce. And why are you sending out jogging suits? You ain't sending me none, girl. Size 10, 12, girl. You know, I'm losing weight. I'm going to get a movie roll. Uh, <laughs> secondly, I just want to encourage everyone to really really take the time to follow precautions uh y'all know i don't fool with fauci i don't trust fauci at all but i have been watching some stuff that they saying that that the the mutated virus is way worse please be careful please wear your mask please wash your hands please do whatever has been working for you for the last nine months continue to do that please because baby people are dying in record numbers and if you don't have to visit somebody Pick up the phone and call. I love that Dawn went to see her family. Niggas, that made me think of you. I, I, I need you to go see Miss Rosetta. I know Miss Rosetta ain't fucking with you in her house, but I need you to stand outside and look at your mama because Nicholas is very close to his mom, and he has not seen his mother in a year. Don't start either because you know he'll start crying all the gay
2: shit. I see the mist. <laughs> Pull it back. I see the mist.
3: <laughs> but, um uh, yeah. It just—I know that's important to so many people—and the risk factor is sometimes, like I explained to Nicholas, sometimes the the the, the parent is saving you, yeah, because they feel like I'm old, I'm gonna be here, or whatever's gonna happen gonna happen. I'm helping you because you know I don't want you to come and then something happens to me and right. you hold on to that guilt. And that's why I was trying to explain to yeah. you. Sometimes your mom is looking out for your best interest. You just don't understand it. So y'all do whatever y'all got to do. We're gonna close. I'm gonna let y'all get y'all closing thoughts out. And then I come on at the end. I just want to <laughs> remind people.
4: I just want to remind people to subscribe, comment, and share the show. We talk about a number of uh, topics. We really do want it to be a transfer of information and an exchange of ideas because. We are not here to change your mind.
2: We just want
3: you to what? Use your mind. Use your mind. Whatever you feel. However you feel about something, that way it ain't nobody else's. I can't blame you. You can't blame nobody but yourself. And sometimes it turns out to be a good thing. You can blame yourself for the good shit. Mm -hmm. Ain't that right, (laughs) Nick? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, Nick, glad he met me. I'm not like none of his other friends. I call him every day. Okay, ladies and <laughs> Lauren Hogan, I, I just want to say to you in front of all you people that's on here that you have been such a breath of fresh air for the show. I, you have been a, like an unexpected blessing because I didn't foresee this happening, but I love the addition that you bring to the show. And I've said this on La- Love Lounge and on my other shit I do on Live. La- so, I ain't telling you nothing I ain't told them because you just, I'm telling you, Lauren, you just clicked. And a girl, from first, from if you go back to week one when Lauren was first on, she was a little demure and quiet. <laughs> baby, that bitch done found her voice, baby. You well, can't shut her down and we love it.
2: Well, I think, too, uh, <laughs> through our friendship and, you know, we're going, even working as, you know, partners and everything, mm-hmm. um, we're learning a lot more about each other. So, I'm grateful for you for giving me this opportunity. I love talking and having this conversation with you and Nick. So, thank you just for. Allowing me not only to be your manager, too, but to also interact with you in this space. Um, it's been really amazing. And
3: y'all see how nice and sweet she is. But on that manager side, she's a monster, don't, baby. That lady did not play about my money. Don't play with me. Oh, I love you, uh-huh. Father. I love mm-hmm. you, Father. Thank you, guys, so much. <laughs> thank you, Kendall and Triple. Listen, Laugh and Learn was so great today because of their conversation. Do whatever works for you. we almost into a new year. I will see you guys at Love Lounge later. And IG. when
2: is the Georgia uh, Senate race? Let's but remind you one more time. The Georgia Senate race is it's January. January.
3: the 5th. And I'm telling you guys it is so important that not only are you registered but take people. This vote is so important for us to get some things changed because they're going to tie Biden and Harris's hands in the White House on purpose because Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell has said it out loud. On purpose he's going to do to them what he did to Barack Obama. So I'm telling you now Georgia, we we got a lot riding on you right now. And I'm rolling with Georgia because we flipped Georgia blue. I know y'all can do it. Get your asses up and go do it. January 5th. Because that other bitch, that, that Laughlin funny-looking bitch, I, I don't even like her look. I'm, fuck all that film. She ain't qualified. I just don't like her look. She, <laughs> 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 this is Laugh along with Flame Monroe. Remember that can't no bitch do what I do because can't no bitch do what you do.
2: And where can they find you?
3: You can find me on Flame Monroe, on Twitter, Flame underscore Monroe, on Twitter. Monroe Flame on Instagram, Marcus Flame Monroe on Facebook, and at the grocery store right after here because my kids want me to cook some spaghetti. Stop it! <laughs> so I gotta go home and be daddy and mommy.
2: And Nick is a Nick Smith News on all platforms. You can find him. And for me, I am Lauren Armani H on Instagram.
3: Thank you guys. This show will be up on Thursday evening, Thursday night, midnight, uh, East Coast or West Coast time. West Coast time. Yeah, West Coast so time. So we look for you guys to like, share, subscribe. Please subscribe to iHeart to the Black Effect Network. This is Flame Monroe. This is Lauren Hogan. That was Nick Smith. That was the he, the she, and the we. And we thank you guys. All you Flames and everybody, peace.
4: Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne.